it's not a lie. Accident. I've straight up no. never heard you sing. Or Luke. Don't like, put her on the spot because now she won't do it. I definitely will. Well, you've already do told it. me you owe me and that you would for me and then you never did. In so private. You're just a we'll liar. do it in private. It'll be a sensual <laughs> experience, everybody. I'll bring the coconut oil. Ooh, lavender. <laughs> Some clarissage. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Let me turn the sound off this phone. Okay, well, I haven't told you guys, but I pressed record. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> this is Real Momly with Charlie and Caitlin. And Michaela. Today we have Mi- a guest. <laughs> Yay. Michaela. Michaela's in town from Rado. Yeah. Put the rat in Colorado. Oh my god, that was a little <laughs> no, She's nervous. This is her first podcast. Not that we have a ton of followers, but hey, you know. This will be one of the beginning episodes, and you know it'll be in the future. Thirty people will listen to this. I'm just saying, like once you have three hundred episodes out and then you hit like crime junkie and morbid and all those ones where you go back and listen to the early episodes, because everyone's already diehard fans. Yeah, we'll see if we get there. <laughs> Headphone is super weird. Uh, <laughs> Your hair looks great, though. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, thanks. I haven't washed it in a while. Um, all right. Well, so we're just going to, like, talk today. Michaela is Caitlin's sister. Mm-hmm. We've all known each other since we were, like, our whole lives. <laughs> since we were babies. Itty bitty yeah, little babes, little babes. My whole but, life. But yeah. she's not a mom, so not we're going to put a pause on the mom talk because she doesn't have experience. She has anti-experience, but no mom experience. That's true. So she's going to talk about some, we've discussed like anxiety and depression and birth control and that kind of stuff on our end mm-hmm. after um, having babies, but she's going to talk about it like as part of her life um, minus the baby part. And yeah. how her experiences have gone and what she's done to help herself. And then whatever else she wants to talk about. Maybe and we can get her to gush some about, about, you know, relationships and sex. Yeah. The fun stuff. The motion of the ocean. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So what do we want to start with? Um, whatever you want to start with. You want to start with... Um, let's start with like your birth control and, and how you think that's helped you or not helped you. And then we can go into like your anxiety and like that kind of thing. So birth control, you actually got me my first birth control, Caitlin. Um, when I came to visit and you found out I wasn't a virgin anymore and got mad that I had sex when I was not on birth control. Oh my God. Did she take you to the clinic? She did. Yeah. Oh shit. Sure. The health department. Yeah. That free shit. Absolutely. I don't put it past you. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And I really liked the first one that I got. So I no longer do oral pills, like the daily pills. Cause I am so bad at taking them. I had like three reminders on my phone and I would still forget and then sit there I'm like okay I'm guessing I guess I'm taking three pills today because I missed the last three oh my gosh I feel like I've done that a, f- a full yeah. few times or I would just like oh I missed those two days I'll just oh it's one of those like take one I'd see it I'm like ah I don't want that reminder that I'm so bad at this so I'll just pop them all so it looks like I remember to. <laughs> and then I get like so nauseous and hormonal and 
usually just cry a lot. That's when I get too many hormones or not enough hormones or whatever. I just cry. I'm like angry and sad and frustrated and it all goes right to the tear ducts. Um, <laughs> it's good. Just routes right there, right down Main Avenue. Um, so I was on those pills here and that was when I was like, I'm moving to Florida. This is going to be it. I'm, I'm following Caitlin. I'm going to move here. It's going to be a great life. And then I like looked at college tuition. I'm like, you know, Colorado's not so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Especially when you've in state yeah. tuition and that cuts it like in half. Yes, absolutely. So I ended up not staying for the whole summer, but the birth control, cause they give it to you, you know, the three months to start with. Mm-hmm. And when I went back to Colorado and the health department there, they did not have the same birth control. So I did low autostrol when I was here, which was a super low dose yeah. hormone. And it was great. I really liked it. I didn't have side effects. I didn't get back knee or mm-hmm. w- gain weight or cry more than usual it was like a normal yeah you felt it normal. felt great I just knew when I was going to get my period which normally it was just one of those pleasant surprises I'm like good thing I'm wearing my bad panties <laughs> um but then when I went back to Colorado and went to the health department all they had was this one called reclipsin which was awful straight up hated it it was I think I was only on it for like three or four months but during those three or four months I was in school so I was doing like six classes at a time and my anxiety and depression got so severe when I had that where like I'd be driving home crying like full-blown meltdown where I can't see I can't breathe I'm crying so hard I had to pull over in a parking lot and puke because I was crying so hard wow and it was just like that all the time like I just I couldn't feel happy. I was having really negative thoughts. Like, everyone would get past it if I weren't here. Like, yeah, mom would be sad, but she's still got Caitlin. And <laughs> she'll be fine. She'll, she'll get past it. It's fine. And, you know, vice versa. Caitlin will be fine. She's got mom. <laughs> <laughs> they got each other. Um, and after a while, I was like, oh, my God, I, I can't do this. So I went back to the health department. I was like, look, I'm, I'm feeling legitimately crazy. And I don't know if it's this. I'm like, I was on the super low dose hormone before, and this is a lot higher of a dose. Can I have anything else? Which also, that's crazy that they would just switch you from a super low dose to even, like, a few mounts higher. Like, I mean, I know that it's the health department, and they have what they have, but don't you think they could have at least gone, like, lower? I mean, the health department where I got mine from, I had the same kind, but it's they started out as... Um, whatever the original is that has the regular amount of hormones. And then they switched me to the low one because I was having issues. So I know our health department has like many other options. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know how others are, but, and I don't know either. All I know is like the health department I went to, cause I told them I'm on a low dose and I like the low dose. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. Well, here's our low dose, which was honestly like triple the, what the low dose was that I was That's on. insane. But that's also insane that, like, you know, we just don't think about it. You're like, okay, birth control. Like, got to, you know, you don't even think about it. You don't, they don't make you think of those things because they're just like, yeah, it's birth control. You just take it and you'll be fine. Yeah. Birth control is one of these things. I straight up get on a soapbox about it because I hate that it's, frankly, more on the woman. Like, sure, you can use condoms. No one... Let's be honest, guys. No one really enjoys sex with condoms. It's not as good. It's not fun at all. No, and everything smells a bit like latex or sheepskin or whatever the hell you're using. It's like nothing is there. It's just kind of like... A fancy dildo. 
Yeah, it's just like pressure. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, there's just the intimacy that you get having non-condomed sex, obviously still protected, don't have unsafe sex, but still being safe, taking care of yourself, it's better with that skin to skin. Just It totally is, and you know, honestly, like you said, connection, like there is something there, especially when you've been with a partner forever, you're like committed fully, you're not just like fucking around, you know, it's, it's a real, it's like you get a real connection with that, and same with even when he like, comes inside of you like it's a thing like it's a like it's an intimate emotional I don't know the other word I'm looking for but connected (laughs) passionate like fuck there's a word that starts with an a that I can't fucking think of but you know it's it's like it's an intimate thing it's slightly messy it brings the connection stronger (laughs) I don't know does that sound crazy no No. I mean I feel the same way I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> after those, after I went on a new one that was better, where I was less crazy, less psychotic, I just was overtaking the daily one. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get the implant. So I was like, good for three years. I don't have to worry about it. It's like 33% chance I will either have a constant period, no period, or a normal period. I'm like, fuck it. Let's gamble. Let's see what's happening. Wait, a 33% chance that any of those three things can happen? Yes, they are all and equally that likely. And then 1% chance you get pregnant? It's like point oh 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 one. <laughs> Dude, what, um, Marina, I feel like it was like a 99.9. Like, it was like, I feel like 100%. Yeah, Marina's a little different, though, because it's, like, in your cervix, so it's blocking it as well. And then also creating that mucus so the sperm can't get through. Through. If so it's a, it's a little bit different than having, like, just the hormones that implant into your body. Okay, that makes sense, because it also has the hormones, yes. but it also blocks it off. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So coming at it in every direction. Yeah, and I was just straight up terrified at the thought of someone putting something inside my cervix. Well, that makes complete sense, because I would have never, ever, ever done that if I didn't give birth. Yeah, before. I don't think I would either. That's just, that would never have been And an our OB recommended not to do it. If you haven't had a child because it's mm-hmm. so painful. Yeah, I'm not about it. And I just, I hear horror stories. I mean, you always hear horror stories about any of these birth controls. Because they're, they're obligated to tell you all the bad stuff that'll happen. Yeah. But like when they were talking. Really? I've never been explained any of that. Like even when I talked to my OB when I was nervous about going on birth control again, I was like, I'm really nervous about the hormones. My mom had um, hormone positive breast cancer and that's something that makes me nervous having those extra hormones in my body. And she's like, well, your body already has the hormones. And I'm like, yeah, but these are synthetic fake hormones that are not regulated. They're just being like pushed out into your body. So no one knows her, you know? She's like, nah, you're good. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Your fears, they're not valid. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I get that a little bit. Like, I feel like at a certain point, and this is not disparaging on any health departments or anything. They're amazing resources. It's great because I never had insurance when I used them. So they were literally all I had if I... I mean, STD testing, everything. Like, it's so beneficial. I completely agree. I went there for all of that. They gave me my first surprise pap smear, which... I think I had my first one there, too. I I think so, too. So, love them. But I feel like a lot of the people that are drawn to that, like, more of that public service sort of healthcare, I think they develop a certain edge and, like, a wall just because they do see people from all different walks of life. So they would see me, a student, I'm working three jobs that I'm going to school full time. 
And then they also see, you know, the mom that has three kids, a single mom with that. And then they see the people that do have health insurance, but it's not covered anywhere. And this is more convenient. And they just see everyone. They see all walks of life. And I think that's beautiful. But I also think there's a certain like jaded edge to it where they're like, look, this is the science. I'm not going to direct you one way or the other, but here's the science behind it. Mm-hmm. Make your own decision. Yeah. I, that's too, yeah. It didn't feel so much like a counseling service. Like, I feel like I get at a regular doctor's now. They're like, well, let's chat about it. <laughs> They're like, here's a pamphlet. Yeah. It's <laughs> really how it is. A pamphlet. Here you go. Oh. That's super true. I haven't been to the, like, the real doctor in a long time. I and was like straight your primary doctor? Yeah. The real doctor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the primary doctor. Yeah, no, I've been in an OB health department. That's it. I feel like every time I go to my primary, I just see the nurse anyway. Like, she's lovely. She knows my name. My doctor walks in and, like, looks at the chart three times, and he's like, Michael? I'm like, Michaela. Add an A at the end. Like, and then I get the nervous yammering where I'm like, actually, <laughs> when the school used to call with automated calls, they call me Michaela. And he's like, huh, nice. So <laughs> I like finger gun my way through things. <laughs> I feel like there are doctors who now can be kind of like a little like impersonable mm-hmm. and the nurses I've always thought this and if you know if you don't agree with me sorry but I've always thought that nurses like hold hold it down man and what about like um like physician assistants I think those are better than like the actual doctor I think they're just better at building that rapport and I don't know they're just I like them more I feel like most of the time when I make my appointments it's either with the just the straight up nurse or the the PA and then it's just the doctor like signing his name or checking a box and he's like okay Lydia will take you from here (laughs) (laughs) that's because technically PAs they can't like prescribe or um like do things that the doctor has to sign I know nurse practitioners have to do that in some states as well They they have to be like working under a doctor and the doctor has to sign off on their prescriptions and stuff like that. Certain prescription, I yeah, I think. I don't know. Interesting experience all around. If we're gonna be honest, I'm very sidetracked as to where we. Uh, you were talking about your birth certificate. You got into the um, the one that goes in your arm. Oh yes, the implant. It's mm-hmm. weird. I can feel it if I press on it. You can see it move under my skin. Ugh, I can't do that. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. I make people touch it. They're always like, "Oh God, what?" Ugh. Can I? Can I th- I've I touched it. it. I can't believe it doesn't hurt. That's my thing. It does. Like they numb you up. So when no, I mean like as it's just sitting there. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. Like Oakland has a tendency to pinch right there, and that it's not even that it hurts, but I think I know that it's there, and it makes me squeamish. I'm like, gross. <laughs> you're squeezing something under my skin that yeah. shouldn't be there. It's like a piece of rice. It's so much bigger than a piece of rice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say. Oh, bigger than that it's like a broken spaghetti noodle <laughs> yeah it's okay like, there you go there you go yeah it's, it's like what it's the like fuck? three inches yeah it's big maybe two inches i really thought it was like a piece oh, no. of fucking like, rice bro let me see let me see Touch it. <laughs> i feel it i feel it like it's it's not tiny and it was one of those things <laughs> not tiny it's not but it's like so i went in I got it implanted at the uh, children's hospital because it's free under 25. So I was like, I'm a child. Sign me up. I went when I was like 22. And 
I'm sitting there, the nurse that put it in, super friendly, and I nervous chatter, as you both know very well. Mm-hmm. I just turn more and more red as I'm talking, <laughs> and so I'm just yammering the whole time. And it's, it only took like 10 minutes, and that's with her putting in the anesthesia to make sure that it's numbed in that area. And I'm just talking, and she's like, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> and then she just puts like, it looked like one of those wrapping paper cutters, and she just put that there and pressed a button, and you just hear and it, like, implanted under the skin. She put a Band-Aid on it, and she was like, okay, you can go check out. And I was like, uh, okay. And then I went rock climbing an hour later. You did. Weird. I don't think I would, I just don't think I would be okay with no. that. Honestly, like, no, me I'm fine with the implant. It legitimately makes me sweat thinking about getting it taken out. Because it's only good for three years. So come February, I have to get it taken out. How does that and work? Are you going to get a new one in? I don't know. So Kyle and I have had the talk because getting back to my soapbox. Are you trying to have babies? No. This womb is closed. But. They don't want to have babies. No. Um, I was just about to ask that. No. Not to like We've, overstep. It's not overstepping. <laughs> We're very open about it. We are super happy being dog parents. Not, And I hate that because it's disparaging to people that actually have Children, oh, we know. We used to think we were our dog parents. That's all we needed. We did. We did. Dog parents are no comparison <laughs> to actual parents. You can, you can, you know, drop your dog off for um, two weeks and not feel horrible. But if you do that with your child, you feel horrible. Yeah. Horrible. So not parents, but we are happy being dog owners. And it fits better with our lifestyles. You know, we like to go out hiking and camping and rock climbing. And I'm too selfish to give up that lifestyle. And I've worked very hard for my average physique, and I'm not ready to sacrifice that. Dude, I get squeezing it. squeezing eight to ten pounds something out of my vagina. Six to ten pounds. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you've seen how big Kyle is, that gonna sucker's going to be pound, baby. <laughs> Do you know how yeah, big he was 14. as a baby? I think he was big enough that I apologized to his mother for him. Sherrod was big. He was over ten pounds. Yeah. That's, but My he was also was late. 12 pounds. He was also late. Ugh. I just, it freaks me out. And the whole thought, like I said, I, I'm just too selfish at this point in my life for kids. And I don't know, I'm very happy would, being an aunt. And Do you think you would think about it in the future or just like you're thinking like, right now I'm good, later on? I don't know, because I've never pictured myself with kids. Like I remember talking with you and Katie like years ago and you both were like, oh yeah, I'm, I want kids. I'm going to be a mom. Like that's going to happen for me. And I remember thinking like, oh God, <laughs> okay, let that happen for you. I'd, I'm like, I'm, I will change diapers when I want to. <laughs> it's hard to be completely selfless and have a child because that's really what it is. It, yeah, and it, sometimes it really fucking sucks. Yeah. I just, I'm not there, and I don't know if I will ever be there. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm almost missing that maternal. It seems like I'm, I like taking care of others. I like that, but I don't know that I have that for myself where I want to I get that. procreate. <laughs> give that up that's I totally get that I mean today at work this girl was talking about how like her and her husband last night went on a walk and you know they have a lot going on so they were just talking and it was raining and you know like like how like fucking like romantic and cheesy it was you know on a walk it's raining you know sunset she's like it was just the best night and I'm like wow I am so fucking jealous <laughs> You mean you weren't wet from bath time? <laughs> right. 
It's such a sad thing. And then, you know, when Cole goes to bed, you're like, all right, fuck. Got to clean the house, clean the dishes, you know, like go to bed, fit sex in there somewhere after you're like trying not to fall asleep, you know, and you're just like, fuck. Laying in bed, look over. Do, do you want to? <laughs> we, we can. <laughs> it's usually like I'm like falling asleep and Jake's like, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. So they do the casual thing where kind of tilts his pelvis to you and he's like, I've got something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. You want to touch it? <laughs> do you want to touch, <laughs> touch it? No. I don't want to touch it. I'm like, oh God, how did you know? I was sitting here so empty going, man, if only there was a penis in my hand or mouth or vagina to make me feel complete right now. I'm like, at least be sexy about it. Don't ask me if I want to touch it. Don't be like, you know, like they come up all funny like, hey, you want to touch it? (laughs) Try here. I feel like I get a lot of the, um, I'll roll over into like my sleep position, which I'm spooning Mimi on my belly, who's my small dog. And then I like have my pillow smushed just right. And then Kyle will come up to spoon me and like move it. So it's (laughs) notched into place and like casually roll his hip forward. And I'm like, do you want something? And he goes, I was just thinking. things like you like they get the look and you're like uh. <laughs> and it's always at like the worst time like why can't you have come to me like 20 minutes before this yeah. like you wait till now like really I straight up talk to Kyle about that I'm like look I get you like sex as we go to bed but like I've already done my nightly routine. I have I'm ready to go to bed. I have brushed. The retainer is in. I have zit cream on my face. I am in sleep position. And here you are with your little friend. And I'm like, look, you need to come to me before 9 p.m. <laughs> there is a curfew. I feel that way, though. Or like mornings for work days. A little different now that I'm working from home for freaking ever, it seems. But he'd, like, wake up, you know, an outdoor morning would. And, like, let's just cuddle. Let's cuddle for a minute. I'm like, okay, okay, we can cuddle. And then it's, like, two rounds of snooze later. And he's like, okay, now let's have sex. And I'm like, uh, looking at my clock going, no, it's it's already 645. And I have to be at work soon. So, so. enjoy the shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is that, like, a weird thing? Do you guys feel weird if, like... They like, you know, like masturbate and you know they're like watching porn or something. Does that like, or does that like kind of like, you're like, huh, all right. I always, I'm like, what kind of porn are you watching over there? (laughs) That's what I ask Kyle. I'm like, what kind of porn do you like? Like, let me know if that's something you like and like I can, I'm okay trying it out or something like that. Okay, porn star over here. Oh, yeah. You don't know what kind of shit he's watching. It's mainly just Jeep videos. We always have a joke because he's super oh into God. Jeeps. He loves Jeeps. So, like, walking, he's watching Jeep videos. I'm like, you're watching porn right here, out in the open. <laughs> <laughs> he gets, like, Jeep magazines. And he's like, ooh, my nightly mag came. jeez. <laughs> but honestly, like, I don't, I don't mind when he masturbates. Just, like, he doesn't care if... I yeah. So there's every now and then where I'm like, I just really want to have an orgasm, but I really don't want to reciprocate. 
So I'm just gonna. That's super true. But um, do you think of how many times where it's been like the opposite, where it's like you got them off and they didn't get you off? Yeah, that actually happened. Um, not too crazy long ago, and it was just one of those we didn't have the same expectation going into it because we were kind of like flirting throughout the night and then we went to go watch a movie and I'm like, this is it. We're going to have sex now. <laughs> like I was, just, I was horny. I was already wet. I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to have like surprise sex. And he loves when that happens. Like, let's be honest. What guys just doesn't like when you come up and you're like, okay, let's go fuck now. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Super true. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, I tell my dad not to listen. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just one of those where I'm like, great, this is it. And I like went down on him. I finished him with a blowjob. And I was like, okay, so we're not going to have sex. But he's going to finish yeah. me. And so I'm like, okay, my turn. And he like looked at me and kind of like played with his beard for a second. And he's like, do you want to? And I was like, yes, <laughs> I do. What? And he was like, why? He kind of just went, Oh, and I was like, man. but I can clearly tell you don't. So I like grab my panties in a huff and walk out of the room with as much dignity as I can when I'm like basically Winnie the Poohing it because I just had a big old t-shirt on that I put back on oddly and I like just walk out with Mimi following me. Oh my gosh. I've done it where it's I've done it. I've done it um, where, you know, you, like, you get, like, you put, like, lingerie on because you're, like, all right, they're going to come home, and you're feeling good, and then, you know, like, they get home, and they're, like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, and they, like, go into the next room, and you're, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> I shaved for you. <laughs> they don't notice the little things. I don't shave very often, man. <laughs> Come on. I make Kyle know. Like, I walk in, and he'll be sitting at the computer, and I just put my leg on the desk. I'm like, oh, hey, come here often. He's like, I take it you shaved. And I was like, yes, touch it. Touch my legs. I shaved my upper thigh the other Only day. Only whores do that. Wow. I shaved my upper thigh. But did you shave your toe? And I have not no, shaved my big toe in years. I used to shave Me it all neither. the time. Makes I've never had to shave my big, big toe. toe. But I've not shaved my knees or upper thighs, I think, since I was 19. <laughs> hey, man. I've started, they, on, for mine started getting, like, black on the top. And that's not how they were for a while. It just, like, recently started getting. Was it after Cole? Yeah. Well, I stopped shaving them when I was pregnant. And then I just haven't shaved them since. And then at work, when you wear shorts, you can feel, like, chafing. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you can know you can feel the dirt because it oh. catches your the you know when you're planting plants and everything and the dirt catches on your hair, and then everything you think you're like oh what, yeah. what, the, what the? <laughs> I have that but when it's my own hair falling out of my head and like brushing I do that my arm so my often and I'm always like okay don't freak out don't freak out and I inevitably freak out where I'm like get it off and it's just my hair. <laughs> Because, well, you know you're betrayed just enough times where you're like, it's just my hair. It's just my hair. And you look down, and it's a spider crawling up your arm or something. Where you're like, I can't stay calm until I know what it is. Oh, my fucking goodness. The other day at work, I was checking somebody out, and I kept having this tickle on the back of my neck. And I did this in. I'm like, it's just a hair. Just a hair. Just hair. Then all of a sudden, I feel it a really strong tickle. I'm like, that is not just my hair. And I flick it in a huge spider jumps out right in front of me on the keyboard and I played it so cool in front of that customer I didn't even blink 
No way. Dude, it was awful. I wanted to cry. I couldn't do it. Was your hair up? I'm like so nervous. I I went camping with my friend in high school once. We would go camping all the time. And I remember um, they had like one of those portable showers or whatever. And it was just like a brown shower curtain with like a spout or whatever. And she was taking a shower. And I remember her coming out and she was saying that a spider had come out of her hair while she was in the shower. And ever since then, I think about that all the time. I'm like, oh, my God. I have, what if I have bugs in my hair? What if there's a spider in my hair? Like, nope. Can't do it. We had that happen. Hell no. This past weekend, Kyle and I were um, Easton-proofing the fence at our house, putting up some chicken wire because our neighbor's fence is garbage and they won't replace it. Um, and I'm sitting there. We had to get, like, in the bushes to get this chicken wire behind it. I'm sitting there and... Like, my shoelace would kind of tickle my ankle, but I'm like, it's just my shoelace, it's just my shoelace, it's just my hair, it's, it's, it's just parts of me that should be there. And I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm, Kyle's like, okay, I need you to pull this taut so I can, I can fix it in place. I'm like, okay, okay, I can pull it taut. I can do that. And I, like, go to pull it, and I'm like, it's just a hair. It's just my shoelace. That's all I'm feeling. And I look down, and it's only a daddy long leg. I realize that, but it's crawling up my leg. And I was like, <laughs> like freak out so badly and I like smack my ankle hard enough that I had a swollen red handprint <laughs> on my leg for like 30 minutes and damn near felt like crying and Kyle's like okay I, I still need you to pull it taut and I'm like you son of a bitch I almost died <laughs> if granddaddy Longleg's mouth were a little bit bigger yeah they're poisonous dead oh yeah, they just have to bite you like 50 million times. It's fine. Yeah. It, I'm, it's spiders. And we've got like so many black widows at our house. I say so many. Kyle says a few. I say enough that I've seen them and counted them. And that's too many. That's more than I've seen. And we're in I saw one today at work and it was huge. Oh, they have the juice. Like in a plant? In a plant right before we were, um, like as we were unloading plants. So like um, my friend friend or my coworker went to grab the plant and the guy was like whoa 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 there's a black widow black widow like she almost took her hand right it right in the little nest it had like four sacks of babies Ooh, no. we had that in our mailbox we just went on a really long tangent about <laughs> there are people that are watching this and they're going like preach i feel this yeah. <laughs> or listening or however they're watching. They're rubbing their arms, and they're like, it's just a hair. <laughs> Dude, it's like when you see the ant, you know, you see all the ants on TV, and you're like, no, 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 no. There's no ants in here. It's just the TV. I'll never forget. There was this one time, now that we're talking about spiders, because I have to talk about it. It's just, it's stuck in my memory. We were out, um, at a friend's house, and they had a campfire in the back, and they had big old trees. He lives out in, like, in Cocoa, and uh, so lots of land, lots of trees or whatever, and we're all hanging out whatever <laughs> and I remember standing there and he his girlfriend was standing there at the time and he was like he like pulled her out like pulled her to the side just in the nick of time and we all he sh- like shined the flashlight up and it was this I'm not even kidding it was like this big of a spider dropping down to land right on the top of her head and I was just like what kind of spider is that Oh, I will never was forget Was it a wolf that. spider? No, I don't remember what it was. It wasn't a wolf spider, but it was a huge whatever it was. Ugh, no. I got bit by a wolf spider on my inner thigh once. You did? Yeah. Do you remember when um, my ex and I were living in Palm Bay, 
And there was I sent you the picture of the huge yeah, spider yep, on yep. the wall because I was trying to get it. And then the next. Oh, I remember. There was like this. a few nights after that. I woke up with a huge. Mm. Big old. So it crawled in bed with you? Yep. Oh, my God. How fucking gross is that? My inner fucking thigh. It was that close to your vagina. <laughs> it was. It was so close. It's freaky. And wolf spiders are just. They're ooh. fast and they're big and they're nasty. Huge. Not about it. Not about it. Mm-mm. Do you remember at Debbie's house? I think it was when she was in St. Cloud. It was in the pantry. And the cats kept jumping trying to get it. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, what are they doing? And I swear, this is probably because I was like eight at the time, but I'm like, that's as big as a damn dinner plate. No, it was huge. I remember that. It was really big, but Debbie doesn't believe in killing in them, like killing them. Yeah, like they kill the bugs. They're good. Spiders are good. Yeah, spiders eat the bugs. And the the wolf spiders eat the bugs in the house. Okay, but keep in mind, this is coming from the woman who is terrified of frogs. Yeah. I feel like my fear is more justified. I would be afraid of toads. And lizards. And lizards. <laughs> Very much so lizards. Very much so, which I just fucking found out because I always thought, I'm like, oh, the green lizards are so cool. You know, they're so pretty and they just sit there and they perch and, you know, they don't do too much. I really like these green lizards. They fucking change colors. You know what? And a fucking like seven year old told me that. I'm like, oh, my God, look at this green one. He's like, yeah. They all change colors. <laughs> Not and a I'm lot. Like, it just totally rocked her world. <laughs> it did. It rocked my world. Oh, my God. So at work, I, I go around when there's a green one. like, And I I will chase it and watch it. And I'm like, change colors. I saw one. I saw one do it in front of my eyes. Really? Oh. Yes. Because it, it like I was trying to look at it. And I was trying to like get my phone out, you know, and take a cool picture and everything. And at, and it felt probably like threatened because it started changing from bright bright green to like a uh, like a brownish and then like a blackish and then it was gone bye bye it was gone weird I didn't know they're, that ooh they're so gross the whole tail shedding thing that bothers me like just when you I think you've got it and you lizards. get it out and it drops and you're just holding I just don't like spiders I so I learned this trick I'm gonna explain it right now because it's so cool I need to share it. So we have a really big problem at our house with bees and wasps. They're everywhere. No matter how many times we spray, out front, out back, they're always there. Like, I cannot walk out my front door without feeling attacked because there's some sort of bee or wasp there. I hate it. So I learned this trick. I don't remember. I saw it on, like, Pinterest or email or um, whatever it was. So you take a brown paper bag and you stuff it with whatever. I stuffed it with other bags, like Walmart bags. And then you cr- like crinkle it up, and then you tie a string and you hang it, and it's supposed to keep them away because they think it's a hornet's nest. So I tried it. I tied it up. He, uh, when was it? Two days ago? Yeah. Or yesterday? Yesterday. And it I think. works. Yeah, and I haven't seen one out front yet. Wait, and this is to keep away bees and wasps. What if it's another and hornet? wasp? Are they gonna see that and be like, time to challenge it? <laughs> I have no idea, but I just heard, like, really good things about it, that it was, like, a good natural thing because I wasn't sure what to do because we spray. We spray all the time, but it they keep coming yeah, back. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. And, yeah, it might look a little tacky with a big old brown paper bag hanging in front of my house, my front house door by my door or whatever. But if it's going to work, I'd rather that because I hate them. I, I can't even sit outside without, like, 
jerking and like constantly looking over my shoulder because I think that there's like a bee or a wasp or something. Get that nervous twitch going. Yeah. Bees usually won't mess with you, but I feel like I'm I'm definitely afraid of wasps. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I have a lot at my house and I don't even understand it. I don't understand why we have so many. I feel like our house is the only one that gets swarmed by them. I wonder if it's because it's yellow. I don't know. Does that matter? I don't know. Yeah, Jesse's house was yellow. Did she have a lot of wasps? No. Well, but she was also beachside. Do they go beachside? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Can they make it over the bridge? I live in Rado. <laughs> Do wasps fly? Do they even sting you? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like beachside, <laughs> though, is like a whole other world. Like, you very rarely get things like you would get mainland or like living with trees. Like, if you have a bunch of trees around that's your house. That's true. That's true. I, think I remember having wasps at my house beachside. You had nests in your backyard, though. That's different. At, at your parents' house? Yeah. We, we, Josh and I would get out there and spray the shit out of them. I always remember that, like, when we were little and going to play, that there'd be nests and stuff in the back. Yeah. And in the front sometimes, well, too. Well, I guess they do live beachside. They like the beach living. They can fly over the bridge. They're just assholes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, I digress. <laughs> Where were we, ladies? Oh, <laughs> uh, we were... Well, we can get past birth control, I guess. I, you want to talk about... Moral of the story is birth control is different for everybody, even if you haven't had a baby. Yep. Yep. And science, step up your game so guys can take care of that for a while because i honestly don't know what i'm like without being on birth control i don't remember who i am do you have you ever thought about like um like i feel like everyone knocks on it but like a like um like the pull and pray i did that that and i had the baby (laughs) i was like no i'm not considered pull and pray if you're fertile (laughs) you will have a child (laughs) if you do the pull out method but i've also heard that certain men's, um, like, pre-cum, it, not every man has sperm in their pre-cum. Oh, just making him pull. Pull out? Is that what you're trying Wait. to say? No, I'm just I'm saying <laughs> that pre-cum can have sperm. It just depends on the man. Yeah. So, yeah. like, even if you do pull out, there's pre-cum already inside of you, and if it has sperm in it, which is, honestly, that has to be how I got pregnant because I do not know how it happened. It just, it was supposed to happen, so it happened. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. pre-cum, it, whatever. Yeah, that. Um, I don't know. We've kind of, like, talked about it, not terribly seriously yet because February is you know, technically, away. that is, like, a method, like, the pull-out method. Yeah. It's, it's technically a method. And then even, like, like, tracking your ovulation or, like, your cervical mucus. That's that so sexy. <laughs> Girl, do you, all like about that? Ta- do you like me talking that way to you? Talk dirtier. Cervical mucus. <laughs> Tell me about shedding my lining. <laughs> the first day of your menstrual cycle is the beginning of the whole ovulation cycle. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Okay>. But... <laughs> I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, do you, are you, so you haven't thought about if you're going to go back on it or not? Well, I don't know. So part of, it's part of like what I've talked about with my therapist as well as with Kyle. Cause I really want to know like what my baseline emotions are, like how I sit there and how I'm measuring on my own depression and anxiety levels without having 
hormones in my body because I'm curious if that would help me because I've been you know going through therapy for a couple years now and I really like it but sometimes I get to a certain point um with my um like just full-blown my PMS where I get really depressed and anxious and sad Mm -hmm. and it's just like a hard time and I still get that even though I don't necessarily like get my period anymore like I get it sometimes I can go three months without it or six months without it it's not as predictable with this implant but I still get that like the emotional symptoms of my period that makes sense did I did you know that technically um like birth like when you have a period and you're on birth control it's not actually like it's a birth control period it's not an actual like menstrual cycle well I would assume that that's how it would be because it limits your hormones so it has to limit like all everything else that happens yeah like sometimes birth control you don't even get your period so that clearly has to be like your Mm -hmm. birth control related so that makes sense yeah especially like for me with this because this birth control that i have now is like almost like a like a mucus birth control because it creates that mucus layer and i feel like that also changes my period like it's not like a regular like as weird as this sounds like you have like your re- your regular period smell like you're like oh it smells like yeah. blood smells like my period mm-hmm. mine it's totally different like I don't, it doesn't have that like iron smell to it it's like it's totally different type of period totally different type of blood it's not even like red blood like when i got marina removed i it was almost like ha- right after i had it was like almost the bleeding like after I had cold a lot it of was bleeding. like a, a lot a lot of bleeding and it was that heavy metal that's kind of gross <laughs> but it was that yeah. heavy metal the, the smell, smell. Like it was like it had been you know had been just it hadn't, it hadn't been my lining hadn't been shedding and it all released at one time and it was fucking disgusting but that you know that's yeah. gross sorry but that's like that's just part of life and I'm like, there's a part of me that's just very curious to figure out who I am without having the hormones added into my body. Yeah. Well, I even think, because, I mean, bef- obviously, when I got pregnant, I was not on birth control. And I think, you know, even though I was going through a lot in that time and, like, um, I, you know, I was still lear- I'm always learning how to, you know, deal with emotions and everything like that. I think I was able to understand my feelings better and like navigate through them rather when I was on the hormonal birth control it's like nothing nothing connects like you like you said you just feel completely fucking insane the whole time the dog well yeah you know it's like the whole you're like you feel completely insane and, you know, without those extra hormones added, you have a little bit of, like, almost, like, a little bit of clarity, I guess. Yeah. At least for me. I really liked myself without birth control, and I was off of it for quite a while, a few years. I was off birth Me, too. So, I really liked my body, like, as it regulated, and I liked myself and how I was not on birth control, for the most part, you know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, now I... I track not my cervical mucus necessarily, but I track my um, period with the moon, 
um, and it's super, super helpful. I start to like, um, mailers. I start to, um, like when I know, I always like mark it on the calendar. Full moon is when I start my, you know, my menstrual cycle. New moon is when I ovulate. But it's just so nice to be like, oh my God, I feel like an insane person right now. Why am I so emotional? And then you're like, oh, I'm about to start my period. And it's like, you know, getting into that flow and like recognizing um, what's going on in my body. It just helps me a lot like mentally like, oh, like I'm not insane. Like I'm on my period and my hormones are going crazy. And like this is normal. And it helps me feel better about myself. I'm curious. I want to I want to learn that for myself. But I also really want that 99.999% sure there will not be a baby coming out of me. <laughs> it's it's so fucking hard because hell yeah. That's one thing that Jake and I really talked about before getting the IUD out was like, okay, if we get this out, like there's a a big chance, you know, that you could have another baby and it's like, ooh, we've worked really hard to not be there. Not happen yeah. yes because condoms do suck <laughs> preach <laughs> mm-hmm. so kind of going on a little bit little bit of a tangent or just shifting gears I know both of you have gone to see therapists before in the past and like worked on just kind of mental health and yourselves what has been your experience with that like having a therapist like how it yeah how it's helped you or what you've learned from it or dude I don't I think my therapist has like fucking saved my life in every way um honestly if I don't if I like miss a session or two like the past few weeks we've had a hard time finding like a babysitter and our schedules have just been so insane that I haven't seen her in a month and um Dude, I can, like, feel it. I can feel me wanting to, like, feel, like, I almost texted her today and was like, can we just have, like, a, like, a FaceTime call? Like, I really have a lot of questions. I need to, like, get this out to you. Because, like you said, it helps you navigate your emotions. It helps, you know. I think it helps, like, lay everything, like, out in front of you so you can, exactly. it'll help you, like, break it down and realize, like, what's going on easier. Yeah, exactly. And even, you know, when sometimes you're, um, you have moments where you're like, I'm feeling this way and I really don't understand why I'm, it's like an, not necessarily an overreaction, but there's an underlining something else is going on and it's just portraying this way. And it's super nice to have someone be like, okay, like, so talk me through how you felt in that moment so we can figure out like, you know, you know, you're not really mad about the fucking apple falling on the floor. You're really mad that. Jake did not pick up the fucking apple. (laughs) (laughs) That was just the first thing that came to my mind. So, I mean, like, and then that goes back to, like, Jake doesn't fucking, he doesn't look at me, and I don't know. Just, you know, it goes back to, like, those little things that you're, like, you don't really understand. Like, it's coming out in different ways. And I think, um, I think everyone can benefit from having a therapist because also it's having someone kind of look on the outside and have a different view, and especially someone who's not, like fully involved in your life like just having that outside view from a professional who like 
knows how to like get through all of that and who doesn't tell you what you want to hear but what you need to hear exactly and even like letting you figure it out on your own and like getting that confidence like okay like these are the questions I need to ask myself like I can do that when I'm feeling this way and feeling powerful and you know like control always always isn't the best thing but like being in control of yourself is a big power you know some people don't have that. Some people, you just let other people control them. So yeah, I think my therapist, I, dude, she really has saved me in so many ways. What inspired both of you to start going to therapy? Caitlin, what inspired you? I don't know if it was inspiration. <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. I don't think <laughs> or it was. If it was I think more it was like, like desperation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I started going... Uh, to the same therapist that Charlie was going to. And that was just, I think because of everything going on in my life, I wanted to figure out relationships, who I was as a person, like, you know, past traumas. A lot of it is past traumas from, Mm -hmm. you know, when we were younger, a lot that we had gone through. um, And it helped me be able to, like, look back and, see how like this situation affected me at this particular time because of this reason and um so that helped me as far as figuring that out and also she gave me like homework and stuff to do so she would give me like uh yeah like packets where you would answer questions and then it would kind of tell you like where you're at or what you where you should be at or like explaining what one meaning like what this particular feeling like means and how you can dig deeper so I feel like that I should still be going I haven't gone in years because it's expensive of course not everyone has the money for it and I just didn't prioritize it um but I think it's I mean I always wanted to be a therapist because I think that um it's interesting I like learning about that kind of stuff I like learning about um, all the different emotions and people and um, the thinking processes and uh, you know I just think it's all that super interesting yeah I completely agree um, for me I think it was um, I honestly don't even remember when I started seeing my th- therapist um, but my mom had seen her for many years before that and I got had gotten in trouble around when I was like 18 19 and so it was like a looked good with the courts to have a therapist so that's when I started really seeing a therapist and um then I stopped and you know kind of got into some iffy shit but I think for me it was more of like a desperation like I like I said my therapist saved my life like I really think she did because I was in a really bad place with my mom and with my family and um, like you said, past traumas, and that's the thing. A lot of the un- the shit comes from past traumas. That's what triggers us, mm-hmm. and so and that's what comes up is the past trauma. So um, for me too, like working on past traumas, and especially you know forgiving um, my parents because of like, and that's the thing. It's not even their fault. It's just the life that we had, and you know my mom being sick, and I had a lot of. Um, anger towards them which it's not even their fault and that's something I had to like work on just all the 
the past shit and still working on today more just baby related and you know having like a husband not husband mm-hmm. sort of thing so it's you know just navigating through life and having just having someone there that's like you're not fucking insane it's because like it's because of this it for me like I always feel like a fucking insane person and I'm always like oh no that feeling's just crazy like you're just crazy and then going to Susan I come out of there and I'm like I'm not crazy like I just have shit like everybody else and I think it makes me feel makes me feel better about myself I come out of there and I'm like I know what I'm doing like I got this I can get through this shit. I just got to talk it out with my parathérapist every two weeks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I really, like, I don't know how people don't, like, I, I personally don't know. I don't know how I would get through it without my therapist. Even, like, moving. Jake and I have talked a lot about moving, and I'm just like, hmm. Like, moving states? Yeah, and I don't know what I would do. Without your therapist? therapist? Dude, I really don't. Yeah. That's one thing that makes me so nervous. One thing about moving is you have to get a whole new everything. You mm-hmm. you know, you, you have your hairstylist. Okay, well, now you got to find a new one. You have somebody who you go to, f- like, for facials. Or wax, you know, get your eyebrows waxed. Whatever it is, yeah. you got to find somebody new for anything. That you trust. Yeah. and Yeah. Same so with, like, babysitters. Dude, exactly. Especially if you're moving somewhere where you don't have any family or you don't know anybody Mm -hmm. that would be freaky for me Mm -hmm. but those are good questions like kayla dropping the hard ones i like it you (laughs) got any more give it to me Hmm. let me noodle on it for a second (laughs) get the get the noodle machine working (laughs) um what inspired you to go to therapy honestly so i always before I started going to therapy, viewed therapy negatively. I think a lot of people do. Oh, I don't need yeah, a therapist. 100%. Well, and part 100%. of it was, I'm not crazy. I, it just made me feel like like there's something in me that's innately broken that I need to fix. And I didn't like the thought of other people telling me that I'm flawed, mm-hmm. perfectionist over here and a control freak. Um, and part of it, too, is that it was always mom that said it. And she always said it jokingly, like, oh, <laughs> You gotta start, you know, make a savings account so you can go to therapy about this. And I'm like, haha, Sandra, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was after after Michael died because that was just a whole shit show of a situation. Um, and that's your dad. Yes, when my dad died. Um, and it was just we were not close. He was not a good guy, and we had not been in contact for like 15 years. And then, you know, we get a message from Aunt Jessie, and she's like, hey, he's not doing well. Maybe you should go see him. And we fly out, and Caitlin was amazing and came with me, and it was just the shitstorm where they're like, I'm seeing this man who is my father but has never been my, I shouldn't say has never been my dad, but has not been my dad in most of my life. Well, not only that, but he was dying. It wasn't yeah. that he wasn't doing well. He was dying. He was not responsive, mm-hmm. um, tube in his nose. Yeah, intubated, yellow, like he was crazy mm-hmm. jaundiced with his big distended belly. And it like just, he just didn't look like what we remember him looking like. And then I was thrust into the situation where the hospital's like, cool, now you're power of attorney. And I'm like, excuse me? And then there was his partner there who's like, yes, we're married, but they weren't married. And the hospital was like, okay, show us your certificate. 
and then you'll be power of attorney. And she's like, well, I don't have it. Mm, it was a big mess. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just a big mess, and it, it was just so much, so fast. And then, like, I kind of came home, and life went back to normal for a couple of days. And then, you know, Uncle Peter called, and he's like, yeah, he died. And it, like, hit me surprisingly hard. And I think I just had, like, this traumatic emotional moment where I was like nothing's ever going to be resolved because you know rationally I feel like I always knew my dad was not going to be a good guy and we were never going to have that you know daughter father relationship and that dynamic but at that time you could have at least had questions answered yes or it was still like the little possibility that maybe Mm -hmm. he will have what mom calls his come to Jesus moment and he won't be a bad person anymore and he'll realize all of his mistakes and he will try to rectify things and then just having him dead I'm like that's never going to happen and part of it's like feeling sad for myself and I'm like sad that I never got a dad I never had the family dynamic that I quote unquote deserved or that other people had and that that wouldn't be an option for me and then part of it was just being like really angry that he mm-hmm. was so self-centered and so full of himself that he didn't get to know you Caitlin he didn't get to know me he didn't know anything about us and the only time that we would talk is when he was either asking me for money or using God to shame me where he's like the Lord says daughter shall honor thy father and you have not done that like sending me letters like that and just upon his death and I knew like nothing would be rectified for that and this is just where I'm at and I had so many loose ends and I was angry so I called and I was like hey I think I need to see a therapist about this and I didn't even necessarily like shop around I called a clinic that I had heard good things about and they matched me with my um, therapist Julia and she's been amazing like I as you do with someone that you are paying to therapize you. (laughs) I talk to her about everything. And it's interesting to me how much it has really, like, evolved from my initial, I want to go to therapy to feel better about this and to not have quote-unquote daddy issues. Yeah. And now, like, it's gone from that and from external things, and my sessions are now so much more introspective, which is fucking hard. And it's actually looking at myself and how I approach things and my mindset. And a lot of it goes along like my body positivity and stuff like that, which I suck at. And it's hard. And that's why I go to therapy. (laughs) Well, there you go. That's a really good reason. That's good. It's good. I cry like every session and I hate it every session. Me fucking too. I always and then I love it because Susan's like, "What's bringing on those tears? What are you feeling right now?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Everything. <laughs> I, I want my mommy." <laughs> yep. Mine's always I. I straight up have a negative mindset when it comes to crying. I hate crying. It feels like a weakness to me. I like my mindset around it is so negative where I'm like, I shouldn't be crying about this. Like, just be rational about it and being over dramatic and overly emotional. It's just stuff that I always heard growing up. Like, I was always the emotional one. And everything I did was an emotional reaction. And so I feel like I try really hard in my adult life to not... Not be emotional. Exactly. And then my therapist is always like, tears are so healing. And that's what I say to other people. I'm like, oh my God, honey, let it out. Just cry. Like, 
every tear that you're losing is healthy and healing. And, and then for myself, so I'm like, you true. little bitch, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be like that where, you know, like you'd, where I would have like those, like that one minute, like full blown freak out. And then you're like, all right, yeah, we're good. Like, you know, we're fine. Everything's good. Don't over worry here. about it. I'm good for another week. <laughs> right. Good. When my mom died, that's when I, because I really wanted to feel all of that. And that's when I think I really let, let, like fully let go. And now I cry all the time. And not, you know, sometimes it's just nice to have a good little cry. But you really feel better. A big cry, a little cry, just a free cry. Cry all you want. I was. I have to laugh because I think I've kind of freaked Kyle out a couple times because there have been just few moments where I'll have a beautiful day. Like we we will have a great day together and we'll have dinner and we'll have a nice intimate moment where we have very nice, loving, mutually satisfactory sex. Both of us have orgasms. It's great. Laying there like the afterglow, and in that moment, I'm just like. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't know why. And I like turn to Kyle and I'm like, hey, if you wanted to go play video games now, you totally could because I'm going to cry. I told him that and he's like, why are you crying? I'm like, don't know. It's time. <laughs> and he's amazing. Like, he's so great where he sits there and he's like, well, no, I'm not going to leave you alone. He's like, do you want to lay on my chest or do you want me to spoon you? And I'm like, I sweat a lot when I cry. I'll lay on your chest. <laughs> That's so sweet, He's amazing. Though. And he'll, like, get me tissues. And he's Aww. like, do you want music? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then two minutes later, I'm like, yes. <laughs> you want that sad music that'll make you cry more yes. so you can get it all Sometimes out? Sometimes when I, like, feel like I have to really get a good cry in, I'll be like, all right, I got to go watch a sad movie. Yes, now, get it yes. to get it started. Yes. And then you're like, and now after I met that really nice crying part of the movie, I need to go into the shower because I feel like that's where I have the best cries. Either when I'm driving, which seems like it is a bad decision to have a But I do that too. I do that so often. And it's, you're right, it's a bad yeah. idea. But, I've, but that, I've had my best meltdowns in a car. Me too. Me too. Like you said, you have to pull over for a minute. But hey, it's worth it. It's, I don't know. I'm, so I'm trying to get better about it. I feel like I still... I'm very hard on myself on crying in session where I will sit there and like purposefully not look at my therapist because I see her face and I almost have like that mom association now where I see her and I'm like, this is a safe space. I must cry now. And I don't want to because I want to get through what I'm talking about. And I'm like, don't look at her. And you know, Mimi comes to every session with me. She's my therapy dog. And so I sit there, I'm like, don't look at Mimi. Just pet her. I've got like this pile of fur afterwards. How did you get her to be a therapy dog? I took her to therapy with me. <laughs> like, that was it. So, um, the fur. I just took her with She is. She's not like a full-blown therapy dog. She's my ESA. Okay, that's what I was going to But um, it was one of those, the first session we had, I did not plan my day well, and I was running around and had her with me, and I'm like, well, I have therapy in like 45 minutes, but I was like, it's not enough time for me to go home, drop up the dog, like, take her outside get my shit together, go back to therapy. So we're going to get there early, and you're coming with me. She's so small. No one will care. Yeah, and it's great, and she really does help me. Like, in those moments where I'm having a hard time or having to be really introspective um, or avoiding, I do use her for avoiding sometimes, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm just like, time to pet Mimi while I think about this or, like, get my thoughts 
under control in my emotions. And mm-hmm. That's nice. And also it could probably help you feel a little bit more vo- like, you know, because when you're feeling so vulnerable and then, you know, your dog is there, it just sets that comfort mm-hmm. that you're like, all right, you know, you're good. It's kind of like when people say like when you're super drunk or like if you're on like drugs or whatever and you're like a dog will just like calm you the fuck down no matter what they like put you back in reality yeah like she she licks off my tears if i'm crying occasionally she goes like straight for the snot and i'm like gross stop it you deserve better than that (laughs) Layla always goes for the nose (laughs) they know they know when when something's wrong when you're sick when you don't feel good when you're depressed when you're sad dogs are good with that dogs are the the best. best they're so pure and good like, nothing makes me cry more than a movie about dogs. doesn't even matter oh, if it's a I happy know. movie. I will always I usually sob. can't watch movies about dogs just because I they make, like, they just, oh, I so, like you said, they're just so, like, there's, you know that, so good. Um, I think it's Bastille's song, The Happier, you know, I want you to be happier, I want you to yeah, be happier. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yes. So, commer- or the music video for that has a little girl who has like no friends she gets teased and she gets a golden retriever puppy and like the puppy grows up with her and is her best friend and then the dog fucking dies and then she gets or her father gets her kid a puppy later on she like has this flashback i watched that and cried so hard and kyle's like what's wrong and i'm like you have to watch this music video and so i play again and i'm legitimately sobbing and he's like why are you watching this if it makes you cry like that like they're just so good. <laughs> oh man! When I was pregnant, I did that all the time. Like you know, like just a stupid like commercial, and you're like, it's so sweet. Look at them all together. That freaking extra gum commercial, you know, with the um, Elvis Presley song in the background. He like makes, he draws court cartoons on the rappers and gives it to the girl in middle yes, school. Yes, yes, yes. As I yes. get older, and I'm like, damn, that's cute. <laughs> All right, well, is there anything else you want to... I feel like we've talked an awful lot. I keep, yeah. like, looking at the timer, and I'm like, Michaela, stop talking. <laughs> Just stop I think talking. it was a fun episode, yeah. though. I'm glad that we got to have you here and kind of share Me details. Because I'm sure people who listen to this are not all moms. I mean, one right here. Yeah. So <laughs> and you listen to every episode. I do listen to every episode. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Listening to the one of you guys giving birth... I was crossing my legs so tight <laughs> the entire time. Jake was at like came in at the end of that us recording that episode, and I remember afterwards he was like, "You you really gonna you really gonna post that episode?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, talking about your 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 uh, ripped vagina. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because it fucking happened. And that's the reality of fucking childbirth oh, yeah. and he's like you know looking white and he's like yeah i can rem- i remember and you're like exactly and i'm like really i don't remember like was it that bad he's like <laughs> oh my gosh just i feel like for guys though they're like i don't know i know Sherrod has a little bit of an issue <laughs> i think he pictures my vagina with a baby coming out of it and so like he doesn't picture it like as a regular vagina now because that's how it is <laughs> Like, it goes back to normal. I think that that view that in his head is what he always sees. It's just a crowning image. Yeah. <laughs> the crowning Jake has jewel. actually told me that one of the main reasons that he is, like, skeptical, skeptical about having another child is because of watching me go through childbirth. 
that's a little rude. <laughs> no, not in my, like, he was like, I don't want you to ever oh, be like in that pain? much pain. Okay, yes, I like thought it was, pain. like, him literally watching, and he's like, yeah, I don't want to watch that again. No, 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 no. Then I would be really fucking pissed. <laughs> no, that conversation would not have gone over well. But no, he was, he was very, like, sincere, and, like, he's like, I don't ever want to see you go through that again. Like, that was, he was like, that was traumatic for me. He was like, I can't even imagine how it was for you. And I was like, I'm like, dude, I, I, I got a baby from it. Yeah, I that memory it goes perfect. away. For guys, it it's totally different. They're like, it's oh, It's etched in no. their brain, but that's, dude, if we didn't forget that pain, we would never have children yeah. ever again. Yep. I think it got that for a damn The reason. survival of the human race. Uh, <laughs> hell Selective yeah. memory. Yeah. yeah, for real. But, uh. Michaela, I'm so glad you came. Thanks yeah. for having me. so good. Yeah. This has been fun. I'm glad we were able to do this, and it's great just friends chatting. Yeah. Hell yeah. And we aren't even drunk, right? <laughs> Stone cold sober. Sober as fuck. Only thing in our systems are milkshakes. <laughs> and they were very good. <laughs> and a Coke. All right. Co- well. Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, everybody. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a good night. This is Real Momly with Charlie and Caitlin. Caitlin and Charlie.